We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You are listening to KC Sports Network, proudly presented by Emprise Bank. Coming up, the latest in Kansas City soccer coverage from KCSN. Featuring No Other Pod with Jimmy Mack and Daniel Kuser. Currently with Daniel Kuser and Chris Wright. And Soccer Talks with Ali Trost-Martin. KC Sports Network is your new go-to for Kansas City soccer coverage. Make sure to hit that follow button so you don't miss anything. And now, let's get to it. What's going on, everybody? And welcome back to Hello. episode of No Other Pod. I'm Jimmy. Out Along it. with my good, bright and cheery buddy, Daniel Kuzer. What's up, dude? Man, how is it going, my friend? Life is good, bro. Life is good. I, You know You know what? No. Life is not good. <laughs> life, life is fine. But if, sporting, if, football, if football is life, life is not good. Football is life. Thank you, Danny. <laughs> Yeah, so it's uh you know other than that, man. Hey, things are good. I'm going into the uh, last weekend of my show. There you uh, go. It'd be nice to have my weekends back, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, until next time. So there you go. Good. Hey, well, show's great. If y'all yeah. haven't seen it yet, I'm sure there's you know still a couple of seats available. So some seats available for closing weekend. Something rotten to Pacific Theater. Check go it out. See it. It's worth it. You can, I didn't realize when I got there, I think I maybe said this before, but like it's a dinner theater. So you can sit down and have like a whole meal and cocktails yeah. and dessert and everything. So did you get a dessert? Didn't get a dessert. No, mm. we did get an appetizer. We got the, the pretzel, which was very nice. Oh, a good pretzel. And, uh, All right. Yeah. And, uh, you know, a couple of cocktails. So it was good. And did you get the black death drink? I did. And it looked a little too sweet for me. Yeah. So I got something. Uh, called the the rusty nail. Oh, delicious! So it was good. I enjoyed <laughs> it. But ah <laughs> uh, nice. man, if you cannot tell, we're what? avoiding talking about the game at this point. What, what game? Was there a game? I don't. Did, think, did anyone see a game? Has I the think, season started? No, I think MLS was on an international break this past weekend, so I don't think there was yeah. any soccer that was played. We're more worried about pooling together the funds of every team to get Lionel Messi in MLS. Like that's do, what do not everyone get is doing. Me started. What uh, is happening? Everyone's ta- just going to oh be like, God. "Let's get him in here." I have takes on that in a little bit, and and I'm not. Yeah. I'm not happy. I'm not happy. We're not friends. We're not friends no. with all of you. We don't no, want to no, help no. you sign him. No, we'll we'll talk. <laughs> we got some takes. We'll talk about all of it. <laughs> uh, but but first. 
if you have not yet left us that five-star rating and review, please go ahead and do so because even if the team sucks, we are trying to bring you good content every week. <laughs> even so, if the team sucks, we will not. Yeah, we're we're trying our best, and and you know what? We're I think we try to be relatively even keel. Some we might be too even keel for some people, and they might think we're we're defending the club so too much, and and we might be, you know, I won't. not at I well, won't. not today. Dan's not interested. Dan's coming for Dan's coming Listen, for some people today. I'm out of hoodies of winning teams. I, I got. <laughs> I'm gonna have to start wearing uh, Casey Comets hoodies because they they're in the playoffs for God's sake. So yeah. might as well do that. Yeah, but uh, a bad, pretty bad Casey current game, pretty bad sporting KC game. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just Alabama ugh. basketball, Alabama basketball, K State basketball. I mean, even as a Kansas fan, <laughs> it, I I don't hate K State. By the way, I'm not like like K State people really hate KU people, but I don't hate K State at all. Ooh, so that's almost was, worse. As a, if I were a K State fan, that's almost worse for me because it's like, ooh, I I hate you with every fiber of my being, yeah. and you can't even be bothered with me. And I kill you with kindness, you know. <laughs> uh, I, you know, I hate Missouri more. I think because that was always a bigger rivalry with KU. I get it. Uh, you know, K State rivalry was never really. I, I guess I had a lot of close friends who were K Staters, and I never wanted to fight with them. So I would just, I'd root okay. for my friends. You know, so. I actively wanted to fight anybody who was a UCLA fan growing up, <laughs> <laughs> even if they were your friends. No, I didn't really. Okay. I, there's a, there's still a guy who I talk to occasionally from high school, big UCLA fan, and he's a very nice person, a lovely man. And I, you know what? He just has terrible opinions when it comes to sports. Well, but might have to jump on that FAU train. I tell you that. Do you know that I actually picked them for the Final Four? Did, no, stop. Hundred percent. Yeah, I got the bracket. I could show you. Did you pick Miami too? No, but FAU I did pick. Wow, you're one of the few. Just, okay, just kind of my dark sleeper. So there you uh, go. I think I'm the only guy at work that did that in our bracket. Yeah. So it's... over four over here. So yeah, <laughs> wonderful. <Nice. laughs> um, I had K State in there and they couldn't do it. So mm-hmm. I was about Very to. Close. I went from three for four because I had five of the eight teams in the Elite Eight, and I was about if, if K State, Bama, and Houston would have made it, I would have been golden. But Alas, not meant Couldn't to happen, man. This this Mar- last year's March Madness was like, cool. These are the best teams in the country. Right. This year's March Madness is like, who the fuck are these guys? Like, <laughs> what is going on? National championship might be the South Florida Invitational. So it's insane. It's absolutely <laughs> insane. Um. Okay. You know, we've I think delayed enough. It sucks, but we are a Sporting Kansas City podcast. So unfortunately. Boy. What do you want to talk about? You want to talk about how pissed off Peter is? Quote, pissed off. Oh, we got some sound bites that I'm going to play. We got we got a few from yeah. Peter. We got a few from Johnny. And man, uh, oh man, we're not necessarily going to go through every single goal, goal by goal, like we normally do, because at a certain point, you're going to be tired of hearing Jordan Morris's freaking name with his stupid blonde hair. Why did it have to be him? Why did it have to be him, <laughs> Mister Mister Boyband? So Why is Frosted Tips coming back? <laughs> Why is blonde hair coming back? Slim Shady stuff. When did that happen? I mean, 90s stuff's coming back, man. Are we old now? Because yes. like when I, I did like a blonde streak in my hair one mm-hmm. time and people made fun of me and I'm like, oh, I see we're still making fun of appearances. That's great. Real nice guys. <laughs> I thought we moved past it as society. I thought, we, I thought we moved past that. Talking about people's looks. Who gives a shit? And now yeah. we got freaking circa 02 Justin Timberlake out there dropping yeah. four goals on us. Yeah. Yeah. It's not great. Not um, great. And, and it's even worse because... The game started off so well. Like I was texting you, I was all excited. We put a I mean, Willie finally got his goal. And oh my and god, thank the Lord. 
he th- he did thank the Lord. He, he yelled sure at the Lord. He, he was like, God. And after in uh, in the post game in in his quotes, he made sure that he wanted uh, you to know that he was thanking the Lord. Which hey, that's fine. More power to him. Um, it's just uh, he said his quote. I was like, God, God, I keep praying. I'm just waiting for the first goal. I know when this first goal comes, everything is open. So I was really hoping I could score for my team. And I always wish I can help my team score goals. And then I did. So I was like, God, thank you. Thank you. That was it. But still, thanks to God Almighty. I'm so glad God like, could do that for him. But then the result didn't go so well. So apparently, I'm so glad God could bless us with a Jordan <laughs> Morris ass whooping. What the hell? That's what happened. Here, let me smite you with Jordan Morris and his boy band goals. It's unbelievable. I'm fired up, bro. I wish it was four <laughs> goals. I wish it was from four different players because when it's from the same goddamn player, you start to think, who's guarding this person? Oh, wait, nobody. Should be Andre Fontas. Nah, maybe keep him off sides. Nah, Ben Sweat will leave him on sides. It's out of control. I'm fired up, dude. Jordan Morris is a fucking – I can't believe it. I couldn't believe it was him. Why? Four goals? He's like the top goal scorer in the league right now. Mm-hmm. Mr. Didn't want to go to Europe because he has a girlfriend and a dog. I mean, so hey, he stayed in the U.S. Let him, let him, you know, choose his own path of happiness. Sorry, I'm sorry. It's a, I'm, <laughs> I'm here. Look at me. I'm rocking a high pony today. I'm here, you are, bro. You're ready to go. I knew, I knew it would get hot, so I had to get the hair off my neck. <laughs> you told me that you put the pony on in the show, and you're about to do some dancing because it's like when you get ready for some like physical exertion. So I can tell that she came to this podcast ready for some physical exertion. So you know when the hair's up when I'm on stage, he's about to dance. <laughs> <laughs> um, let let look. Okay, there's really next to nothing positive to take from this game but we're gonna for that goal great finish by willie we're gonna start with this goal great finish by willie and i'm I'm watching it on my my screen up here uh ironically ben sweat is the one who kind of laid it off to daniel but daniel whoopsie doos around one guy and then cuts back around another guy uh, fires a pretty decent shot on the near post on target stefan fry he's a very good goalkeeper but stefan fry so blocked right he gets a hand to it but it was it was a this is the key it was a, a shot on target with power, and that's what some of the Sporting Kansas City shots this season have been missing. They've been on target, but they've been very, very weak in terms of power because if nothing else, get the ball on frame and do it with enough power that the keeper can't just collect it because you never know what's going to happen if there's a rebound. And Mr. William Gata was right there in position off his left foot, not yeah. his right foot, left foot, granted, from point-blank range, puts it in the back of the net. Four and a half minutes into this game, Sporting Kansas City are up one to zero uh, on the Seattle Sounders. And we're all thinking, thank God, this team might finally be on track. He put it in the top of the net. That bitch was like, boom, fired right <laughs> in there. Uh, it was awesome. You know how a highlight package is about six minutes, right? Yeah. Buddy, you would think maybe Sporting had some other good moments. No, no. no. We were no. featured in the first 30 seconds of those six minute highlights. And then it was a sporting or it was a Seattle Sounders like season recap fan reel or something. It was just, (laughs) it was just nonstop, just killing us. It's pretty rough. Ben Sweat, Ben Sweat made the reel a couple times, uh, not in a good way. (laughs) Yeah. Well, the first goal. So, I mean, we we got some quotes from Peter, like I said later. And let me tell you, I do not want to be Ben Sweat this week or in the next couple of weeks. I don't know what's going to happen. And you know, I've been on Ben Sweat since last year. 
he's not my favorite defender. He has some skill offensively, but he's been very much defensive liability. And Tim Leibold, the new left back, has not been available due to injury. So we're going to have to get a little creative this upcoming week. We'll see. I got, I got some ideas. Uh, unfortunately, 23rd minute. This kind of starts with a little bit of uh, poor defensive play and positioning from Graham Zusi. He just kind of gets beat down the left side. Uh, by Leo Chu, who is not a world beater because Seattle had a, a handful of people, four or five people out who are, are normally playing, and, and Leo Chu is not somebody who's normally in there. Uh, he just kind of blows past Graham Zusi. Zusi tries to recover, can't. And then Chu, granted, perfectly weighted, very well-crossed ball into the box to find Jordan Morris almost exactly on the penalty spot. But here's my complaint. What's Andre Ufantas doing? What's Ben Sweat doing? Lollygagging behind Jordan Morris. Not a single one of them are running with the striker who's running right down the middle of the field who gets a wide open, basically tap in past John Polskamp, who at that point is just kind of left out to dry. Andre Ufantas was just like, he looked tired. Like he had to make a big run to, to guard Jordan Morris or something. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, you just made Jordan Morris look so good. Yep. And it's like, is he the deal now? Because he's going to get you know, player of the freaking week, you just yep. dropped four goals on a team, for God's sakes. Like, yep. it's huge. Man, man of the match day, you mean? Yes, man of the match day. Dumb. <laughs> Dumb. It sounds like man of La Mancha. I don't like it. <laughs> man of the match day is now player of the week. But, yeah, it's uh, yeah, it sucked. And um, it went into the half, 1-1. And you're thinking, okay, there's still plenty of opportunity. Um, but, but why? I'm why are you thinking that? Because there was nothing else that showed good from right. us in that first half. Right. So you're correct. I mean, the last I wouldn't be thinking that. 30 minutes, Seattle basically ran the game. Yeah. So yeah, I'm 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 hopeful because this is the first game. We didn't even talk about the lineups because the lineup largely was the same. This was the first game where Alan Polito and Johnny Russell are sitting there on the bench. So okay, it's a one-one game. The attack has looked pretty toothless outside of the first five minutes. Eric Tommy's still running all over the place trying to do everything himself. So maybe, just maybe, Johnny Russell can come in and make a difference. Alan Polito can come in and make a difference. Felipe Hernandez came in at halftime because Roger wasn't getting it done. So Peter's sitting there looking at like options that he's got available. And he's like, okay, I'm going to make some changes here. And yeah. then, you know, the one change he maybe needed to make, but couldn't really because there's no other left back currently healthy on the roster is taking Ben Sweat off the field. But that's when we get to the 54th minute. And, uh, you know, Graham Zussi tries to clear the ball from deep in the corner. He can't quite do it. Uh, Seattle has the ball, and it's laid off for Jordan Morris, who clearly looks offside, and it's not even actually really close. He's very much offside by almost a full yard, except for the fact that, for whatever reason, Ben Sweat is two and a half to almost, it looked like, three full yards behind the rest of the line, kept Jordan Morris onside. Otherwise, he would have been off. Goal. Kept him onside, man. Kept him onside. That's all it took for, like, floodgates to open, right? That 1-1, whoever gets that next goal, momentum shifts, and boy, did it ever. I just, when it was Jordan Morris again, I was like, no, no, damn it. Like, mm -hmm. you mark this guy. He's your guy. You're a center back. Right. So fucking, that's your guy. Right. And we just couldn't. And then he's rising up and getting headers over people. <laughs> what? Well, and, and this is after. So right before the goal, I forgot to mention, Ben Sweat got his his first of two yellow cards in a span of 10 minutes where he goes on yeah. a crunching tackle on, on Christian Roldan. 
I didn't watch the uh, the broadcast, obviously, because I was at the game. I've been told the broadcasters kind of were questioning whether it was card-worthy. Uh, Peter uh, sure Peter didn't thought it was a red. Right, and it might be because he goes in late and studs up. Then he gives up that goal, so now it's 2-1. And then within 10 minutes uh, of getting that first yellow card, uh, Sporting KC are on the attack. Uh, they're trying to get a goal. Seattle kind of gets on the counter. And uh, Ben Sweat goes up and jumps and just kind of clears out a Seattle player pretty dumbly on the counter. It was late. It was a, a stupid challenge. Gets his second yellow. Uh, he kind of just shoulder checks him like it's a football game. Uh, it's Leo Chu again. It's pretty clearly. <laughs> I mean, it might honestly could have potentially been a red card on its own again. And yeah. And, so. It's like he forgot. It's like he forgot he was on a yellow because that's risky. You don't go in um, for something like that if you're um, on a yellow. If right. you don't have a yellow, then sure, you know, go for it. Right. But he was going for the header as well, and he was just split second too late. But it wasn't even – he didn't even really jump for the header. Like, it was like he realized he wasn't going to get there, so he kind of gave up but still just shoulder-checked the dude. Mm. So it's, it was dumb. And Peter has quotes we'll get to in a little bit about that. Uh, and then, like you said, after – we're down a goal now. We're down a man. Uh, Jordan Morris gets a free. When did Johnny come on in the box? Uh, Johnny came on right before the red card. Johnny came on right. in the sixty-first minute, and Ben Sweat got the red card in the sixty-third minute. Because Peter said, uh, if there was a red card, I probably wouldn't have even brought Johnny on. He was like, now I got Johnny. Run- I'm trying to have Johnny get you know thirty solid minutes in a game. Now suddenly he's running around down a man trying to do Doing more. Himself. He goes, I, I didn't bring in Allen because what's the point? I don't want to get him he was injured going again. to. He was absolutely going to, he said. And he goes, and I wouldn't have brought in Johnny if I knew he was going to be a man down two minutes later. It's not worth Terrible. it. Yeah, comes in, expecting to change the game, and then boom, red card. Now the game is drastically changed. Right. And you know what? Then 68th minute, Jordan Morris gets uh, another uh, free shot on goal from the box. He's just, you know, touching it down um, with his right foot. And then in the 77th minute, uh, we give the ball away again. Just um, giving it away. I don't know really what happened here. Johnny Russell passed the ball back to uh, Robert Volater, who then thought Remy Voltaire was going to get it. And then uh, Jordan Morris just is skying over people. Like you said, There's four. there are four sporting Kansas City defenders within three yards of him. Not a single one of them jumps. And he jumps up like he's frigging Michael Jordan, yep. jumping the dunk from the free throw line and just... Look. Right looking like a head. doggone international designated player looking like a freaking superstar dude <laughs> unbelievable now is jordan morris a great player yes mm-hmm. but is he four goals a game great no. no i don't think so i just i don't like that and then you go off and you dye your hair how dare you sir you foolish fuck i swear to god dude he was all all frosted up i was like i was mad i was mad i, I was mad because he's gorgeous because he's gorgeous all right, that's why I'm mad. It's a jealousy thing. <laughs> it is. So uh, we got a lot more analysis that we want to talk about, including something I've never heard at Children's Mercy Park before, before this game. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you heard of this or not, but that's a tease. I want to talk about it. But first, we're going to throw it to a break real quick. Come on back. You're listening to KC Sports Network. We'll be right back after this. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data 
and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network. All right, we are back. And uh, I mentioned before the break that something happened that I had never really seen or heard at Children's Mercy Park before uh, because uh, the Sporting Kansas City fan base is known to be very loyal. They had the, the consecutive sellout streak that that lasted for seasons upon seasons. Um, Sporting Kansas City is down 4-1 at home. I forget how many minutes of stoppage time were added, some amount of minutes. I, I don't remember, four minutes, something like that. And as the ball sort of be, been, you know, played around or whatnot in, in there in Seattle's killing time, you start hearing a chant from the cauldron area of blow the whistle, clap, 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 blow the whistle. And the only time I ever hear the blow the whistle chant is when it's a close game and we're winning. And, and we're it's winning. like, okay, let's end this game. Like we, we want to get out of here. Now suddenly I'm hearing the blow the whistle chant asking for a mercy killing of your own team. Out. And then the ref finally blows the whistle, and I, I don't want to make it seem like it was the entire stadium, but it was a noticeable percentage of the fans who were there start booing. And and I'm not um, going to rip them for it because I understand yeah. the frustration with the results here. So I, I don't remember this ever happening at Children's Mercy Park. Uh, you say a noticeable percentage. That's also because a noticeable percentage already left. You know how you're not supposed to be able to read the word sporting on the East seats. But towards the end of that game, you could read sporting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So um, let me break it down to you. Things have been weird from a Sporting KC fan standpoint for mm-hmm. a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, the product on the field has been different. Mm-hmm. It's been some frustrating times. Uh, front office has been a little frustrating. Mm-hmm. Um, even to fans, I've heard from numerous people, it just feels different. Mm-hmm. The fan experience feels compromised. Being a season ticket holder doesn't feel as important mm-hmm. anymore. Um, it feels like a, it feels like a place that you have frequented was like bought out by a big corporation and they just kept the name but changed a lot of stuff that you know wasn't favorable to the consumer. Sure. So uh, you don't see this all much because you're not a season ticket holder. Uh, I kind of see it. I've been a season ticket holder for a bit, but I've heard from a lot of people that the fan experience has just kind of uh, been lacking in, in these past years. Yeah. I mean, I think there's, there's a, a good amount to be said for that. I think as, especially as new clubs continue to, to expand and join MLS as they're getting new stadiums, they're continuing to ramp up concession options as they're continuing to continuing to increase the fan experience and, and uh, compete for the fan experience. Um, this is an opportunity and a challenge both for Sporting Kansas City to kind of take a new, fresh look at, at things that 
Yeah, when they did the rebrand, they executed it perfectly. I mean, even though that the rebrand initially, there was a little bit of pushback with the name, the, the way they went about it over the next four, five, six years, A++, perfect, 100%. And, and I, I think we've said before, it feels like they've been kind of riding that a little bit. So there's an opportunity here, both on the field and in, in the fan experience to kind of take a fresh look at things and say, okay, what do we need to do to make sure that we are competing in 2023 MLS and not in 2015, 16, 17 MLS? I think there's a, a, a large conversation that can be had there both on field and in the fan experience. I think Peter Vermees, I'm, I'm going to say something that some people are probably going to get mad at me about. I think he is slowly starting to get there, slower than a lot of people would like, but I do think he is trying to evolve how he builds a team. It has just been probably a year or two slower than some people would want. And then some of the moves that he has made, he has gotten unlucky in terms of injuries with both Gadi Kinda and Alan Polito, who had injuries that they were not, um, that were not, problems before they came here they were not injury prone they did not have a history of knee issues so there were some swings that were taken uh, a big one was attempted to be um, taken this past offseason with cristiano ronaldo didn't work out so i think there's some things there off field whole other conversation um fans are understandably very upset right now maybe more so than i've seen them the, the, I'm, I'm not gonna put any stock into the fire vermes quote-unquote movement because it's not going to happen but i do think at least what i'm seeing is a continued or an increasing level of frustration that i don't think can be ignored until and 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 the team has to take notice of don't you think i mean this is it's going to reach a boiling point at some point it is because you just saw it in the press conference peter did not say well a lot of games it's 34 game season you know we get 17 at home you got to win the ones at home uh, he he was asked if he's concerned. Mm-hmm. He said, I'm more pissed off than anything else. He said, I'm pissed off. And that's, you know, that is great to hear because that echoes how we feel too. Right. Pissed off. It's not, dude, it's not fun to talk this way about the team with you. Like, I'm not having fun doing this. I don't, I don't, right. I'm, like, I get to go fucking slam this team with Jimmy tonight. This is going to be so exciting. It's not fun. If they're not doing well, we don't get to have fun talking about it. Right. I mean, he, he's, I know you're going to play clips from him here in a bit, but when he said some players need to see the game from a different place, <laughs> he's talking about a different mental state of mind, he's talking no. from the fucking bench. Yeah. He's talking from your house. Stay home. Yeah. So let's, let's start with a, a clip here from Peter Vermees. You mentioned about how, how he's, you know, he was asked, are you concerned about the form of the team right now? Where are you at? And, and, you mentioned he said he's pissed off. So we have the quote here, uh, the audio clip from Peter Vermees that answer. So we're going to go ahead and play that. I'm more pissed off than anything else. Pissed. Pissed. I think that um, very naive mistakes. I think our back line was, was poor tonight. Um, and that's the part that, that really yeah, pisses me off. So I'll have to deal with, with that. And I'm also I'm very, very interested in getting all the other guys back because um, – some people need to, to see the game from a different place. Well, how about I just quote the whole thing before you play it? That's, did I know that? I did not know that was coming up right now, so that was funny. <laughs> well, the, the th- so yeah, he said he's, he's pissed off, which I think a lot of fans are. And, and the reaction, when I, when I put that out on Twitter, a lot of fans are like, oh, if only you were in a position to do something about it, which I get. <laughs> I mean, understand. If um, only you had soul power. Right. But 
the line in there to me that for some reason gets me more than anything is when he's talking about how poor the back line played and he was like, so I'm going to have to deal with that. And he kind of just let it sit there for a second. And I was like, oh God, I don't want to be on the end of that dealing with because yeah. <laughs> it didn't sound fun. Um, not great, dude. We know what happens if you lack effort on this team. You will not see the field. I, right. Dude, I don't know if Ben Sweat gets waived or something, but they're not afraid to do that. Right. Well, we got a, a couple more quotes here. Peter kind of gave an assessment. You want me to say game. them before he says them? Because that's <laughs> Peter what I do. He gave like sort of an assessment of the back line in general and, and of the second half. And I think it's worth sort of starting um, before we go into the Ben Sweat quotes. It's worth starting with with this soundbite because it kind of shows uh peter's mentality going into this press conference and just sort of overall what he thought of the defensive performance in the second half in particular again we keep the players on sides um, because we're not up with the game so like i said back line basically deteriorated as the game went on um three balls three goals from crosses yeah just unacceptable so very very poor after that point we got we went down the man um and then we then we were just yeah we, we we lost balls and i had to get guys off the field because i can't can't put guys in bad positions you know obviously then i'd already thrown johnny on and he's now supposed to come into the game and you know get 30 minutes with not having to kill himself and now he's got to play a man down you know just 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 uh not, not definitely not the plan and it sucks because we were going to see Alan Polito that night. We were going to see Johnny Russell potentially be Johnny Russell. There, there, and and the second the bat, the 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 red card happens, the entire plan goes out the window. And and now you're you're fighting for thirty minutes. And he said the back line deteriorated as the game went on. And and again, you're down a man, but there's really here's no the, excuse. Here's the problem: our first four games, you could say, holy shit, we look really good. We're creating like the second most chances in MLS. Mm-hmm. That's not finishing, great. not finishing, but creating. And mm-hmm. that's a great thing. Those chances will land. We mm-hmm. will complete them. Uh, but then this fifth game happens and it's like, oh, we were the worst team in MLS. The worst. Like, it's just we didn't create anything. We yeah. didn't have nearly as many shot attempts as we've had in the previous games. And it's like, you can't just chalk this up to being unlucky. This no. was like, damn, we were no. not good. And we didn't even decide to bunker in and keep them out of the goal we were still like let's go let's go forward and let maybe they'll counterattack for four more well and there was one quote he said where he was like we made it like we invited them to press us like it wasn't like they were like doing something we never we just kept passing the ball backwards and made it easier for them to press us when we were already down a man so it was just like hey come attack us and And then turn it over in there in our own third right and he didn't he didn't call him out by name there but you know again he was like you know we leave him on side again and and i can only assume i'm reading between some lines here that that's sort of a callback to the the goal from the portland game in the first game of the year when ben sweat is is late to get back in line with the defenders and and leaves a player well, on side it is so. because he talks about making a mistake making a mistake same people making them mm-hmm. yeah that's absolutely who he's talking about yeah, so uh, he, he did have some thoughts on the yellow cards, as, as we mentioned. So let's go ahead and play uh, Peter's sound bites about wh- what he thought about Ben Sweat's two yellow card. Very naive on our part on the, on the two yellows. Just very naive. I mean, it, it's, it's not hard to understand. It, it's definitely a second yellow. The first card, I don't know, maybe could have been a red. I mean, it was a, 
I didn't see, I, again, other than from where I was standing, but it seemed like a tough tackle. But we can't get two yellows like that. It's just, you know, when, when you have experience, you have to use it. Experience means nothing if you don't use it, and, and unfortunately, um, that put us into a hole because uh, we were still in the game at that point. There's a lot of game left. There was other things that we had planned, but at that point, we couldn't do it because we're down a man. Experience means nothing if you don't use it. Means nothing. Ooh, who's he talking about? He wasn't exactly, <laughs> he wasn't cryptic in this whole interview, okay? Just say the man's name. We know who you're speaking about. Yeah, that that one, that question, or that answer in particular was was interesting because um, I had asked a question that led to that answer that, you know, basically was like, is there anything really of value to take from that second half or does the, the red card really just sort of make it hard to, to learn? And he redirected it to talking about those two yellows. So, I mean, clearly it was on his mind. I was too, honestly, I didn't want to ask him directly about Ben Sweat because this is immediately after the game. Emotions are very raw. Uh, but he wasn't shy in the last quote that we have here from Peter is is kind of what you alluded to. He's talking about making mistakes over and over again and, and, and what that might lead him to do. So we'll go ahead and play our last quote from Peter here. It's, it's got to be different than, than the mentality of making a mistake, making a mistake, making a mistake, um, and the same people making it. Unfortunately, what's happened is is that now, now we're in a place where maybe we couldn't meet subs just where it was, but now we're in a situation where we'll, we'll change some things because we have to. And uh, maybe, maybe that's for the best. Maybe that's for the best. You're taking a be real. I was taking a selfie, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta let people know what we're doing. Yeah, it's uh, same people making the mistakes, making the mistakes, making the mistakes. Now we're forced to change some things because Ben Sweat's gonna be on that red card uh, suspension. But maybe that's for the best. I do you maybe think it's for the best? I'm not trying to be hyperbolic, but do you think there's a chance that that was Ben Sweat's last appearance for Sporting Kansas City on the field? Yeah, I I do. Uh, it seems, uh, dude, when he puts that stuff in the public like that, he doesn't normally do that. No, no. <clears throat> didn't he do the same thing with uh, which help, the midfielder? There's a uh, Jose Mari. Mari, didn't he do the same shit and say like, you know, some people are going to see themselves somewhere else or whatever? He did, and I he mean, said it, things and he means it. And he he did this with Emiliano Amor. I don't remember. Yeah. I don't know if you remember the center back from a, a number of years ago where he was here for like half a season and then he was cut. Yeah. Um, it's gonna be bad, dude. Ben Ben Def. Oh my God, think about this, bro. If your boss said some shit. In the public eye about you, mm -hmm. you're going to go home to your wife and be like, might need a new job. <laughs> and it, it'll Things be interesting. I mean, we're not going to be able to learn anything about Ben Sweat's future with this team this upcoming week. He's going to be suspended. It'll be interesting to see if is he even in the team selection the week after that. He's not going to start. I can tell you right now, Ben Sweat's not going to start for a long time. It, it, will he make another appearance? I don't think he's going to get cut. Some people want him to be cut. I don't think he's going to get cut because well, if nothing some else, some people are brutal with sporting people's KC, livelihood. Well, that's true. And and sporting KC need, needs warm bodies right now. Uh, our other two left backs are Logan and Denbe yeah, and gross. Tim Leibold. And Leibold's going to be back soon, but probably not this week with a hamstring injury. So. I don't know, man. It sucked. And then, you know, Johnny sounded so dejected after. We have some quotes from Johnny, but 
before we go to those Johnny quotes, we're going to kick it to another break, and then we'll, we'll be back to hear from uh, the captain, Johnny Russell. A sports network for today's fan. KC Sports Network. Podcasts, YouTube, social media, live shows. KCSN. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network. All right, we are back. Um, I was excited to talk to Johnny Russell uh, after the game before I knew what the result was going to be. I was like, great, we're going to have Johnny back. He's a high-energy guy. We've had him on this podcast. We know how fun he is to talk to. I have never heard Johnny Russell. I think it was Chad Smith on Twitter who said he sounded dejected, and, and it's true. I've never heard Johnny sound the way he did and he they was didn't asked, put video out on this by the way they didn't put this out no there's there's no video that here's some audio that that uh, we got from the locker room we're going to start with his reaction to what what peter said about being more pissed than concerned uh, johnny was asked about that and uh here was his reaction uh, to peter's answer yeah i would agree with him um more sort of pissed at the the situation um than than worried but I mean, we can't allow it to, to continue, then it does become very worrisome. Um, and I'm not going to panic right now, but like I said, we can't, we can't fall back on all with plenty of time um, because we know in this league how hard it is to, to claw back you know, points and positioning um, when you leave yourself too much to do. Uh, we, we know it more than, more than anyone, um, so... We have to we have to figure it out and we have to figure it out quick. Man, he doesn't sound great. Doesn't sound like he's ready to go on a parade. No, and and you know he the first question to him in the post game was like, "How are you feeling?" And he was like, "Physically, I feel fine." Yeah, but like <laughs> I, you know, you don't feel good after that game, and and you can hear him and his voice. He's like, he's like, "Yeah, I would agree. I'm more pissed," but he doesn't even sound pissed. He just it almost sounded defeated. And I don't think it's he emba- is. Defeated. It's embarrassing, right? He's embarrassed. Probably, yeah. He's the captain, and I know he that he has mentioned before that um, it's been tough not being able to 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 be out there with the guys as the captain. That's what he told us at media day. Uh, I want to be there with them, and it's different not being able to be out there. And he finally gets out there, and this is what happened. And he was like, he alluded to last year. We know more than most how hard it is to claw back from a hole. We have to react quick. Uh, he kind of elaborated on this answer about uh, what the reaction needs to be from uh, the sporting Kansas City player. So we'll go ahead and play that clip right now, too. I mean, there has to, there has to be a reaction. Um, I mean, if you just look at the situation we're in right now, um, if that doesn't hurt you, where we are in the league, I know it's the start of the year, but let's not, let's not make excuses about that. We said that last year as well. It's oh, it's just the start. We've got plenty of time. Let's we can't fall back into the same same ways as we did last year. Uh, so there has to be a massive massive bounce back, um, and we're not making it easy for ourselves because you know, it's a really really tough place we're about to go next weekend. So we have to be at the very top of our game, um, which we should have, you know. Going into tonight, we should have had confidence to do that, and we just didn't show it enough. Yeah, we uh, got a tough place to go next weekend. We're excited about it to, to go to the <laughs> uh, you know MLS Cup runner-ups. That'll be great. 
Right. It's just, I, I think it, on one hand, if you take anything positive from what he's saying as a fan, you're, you're, you're hearing a player be like, we, we cannot do what we did last year. We said last year, oh, it's early, oh, this, oh, that. We cannot do that again. It's a trap. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I think there, there's merit to that. Uh, and That's in the back w- of your head, though, right? You're like, there's time. We it's have time. But it's I like, mean, ah, let's fucking go. Factually, it's correct. It's five games into a 34-game season. There is time. But five games turns into 10 games, turns into 15, 25. Suddenly you're at the end of the year. Like this, the, you can't keep doing this mm-hmm. this way. There has to be results. And, it ha- and he's, as he said, there, it has to be quick. We've been talking about on this podcast, the underlying stats. And, and I put a thread up the other day of like, look at what American soccer analysis is saying. And, and Sporting Kansas City has actually been a pretty decent side or whatnot. It's just been a little bit unlucky, which I still maintain has been true. That wasn't the case here in this game. This game, everything came undone and unraveled uh in a way that that is indefensible so there has to be some quick changes and and i was looking at this game as as a potential statement game for sporting kc at home against the seattle sounders a marquee club this was their opportunity to say hey we're not gonna fall back into the bottom half of this league i thought we'd get a win i thought we would too and now now you're putting yourself in a position as johnny said where you're traveling on the road to philadelphia who is frustrated in their own right because they just lost to Orlando City uh, this past weekend. They're they're above the playoff line, but it's like 65% of the league makes the playoffs, so they're barely above it. Uh, they only have six points through five games, which is a lot more than we do, but we're, we're going to face a very talented side who's also pissed off. And you have, you, you have to get points. You almost have to get a win, but you have to, at bare minimum, get a draw. If you do not get a draw, if you come out of this game with a loss, it's a problem. Whew. So, yeah, man, it's, it's not great. Johnny did have a, a little bit of a message to the fans. Uh, so this is the last audio clip that we have. Uh, but I, we do just want to play as the captain what Johnny said uh, to the fans. They've been great with us. They've stuck through us. They've stuck, they've stuck with us last year as well. Um, they've, always been, they've always been on our side. Um, but it's up to us that we have to show um, something. We have to show that. You know, we want to be here. We're willing to fight for this club. Um, we want to get this club, you know, back to where we feel it should be. And, you know, top side of the table, challenging for things, winning silverware. That's that's what this club's used to. Um, so it doesn't feel doesn't feel great to be part of a side right now that's not sort of living up to those expectations. Uh, and they demand it of us. So it's you know, it's their club. Uh, they they turn up week in week out uh, to get behind us. So. You know, it's time that we start repaying that and, and show them something. I mean, again, well, it's good to hear. I mean, I think he's got the right mindset. He's he's saying it's it's up to us to show. And, and this is what I think people have, have been saying online. And I think there's some level of truth to it. It's like, we keep showing up. At some point, you got to hold up your end of the bargain. And I think that's where it's at right now. Mm-hmm. The team has to do something. Mm-hmm. So we'll see what they can do. I mean, Philly, so we already have a problem right off the bat. I mean, blessing and a curse, I guess. No left back available. So what yeah. do you do? I mean, I, I, what was it, Chad that asked that asked in the press conference? Asked Peter, yeah, uh, who goes back there? Like Cam Duke and 
or Caden or what? Yeah, Chad, Chad was trying to dan- Chad was trying to make the roster. Hey, right there he, with Peter. It was awesome. He, I mean, hey, credit to him for shooting his shot. And Peter was like, yeah. "There's time to talk about that later." Now, here's here's maybe why Peter didn't want to get into it at that moment. Uh, Daniel Sperry uh, has reported that uh, Danny Rosero, the center back from Columbia, arrived in Kansas City over the weekend. Finally, mm-hmm. he is here. He has been training with his team in Columbia, so he should be close to to match fit. Um, he should be potentially available for selection this upcoming weekend at Philadelphia. Now, it's very difficult to be with the team for, what, a week and then slide into the starting lineup. But that happened with Voinovich last year, right? Didn't he come, like, and then two days later, he was starting at striker? Yeah. So here's my idea. Uh, Robert Volader, he's a very athletic center back. He's a left-footed center back. He has a very strong leg. He can score from distance. He's done this in practice a couple times. He likes to go forward. He's not afraid to attack. What if we put Robert Volder at left back because he's athletic enough to do it, and then you just slide Danny Rosero in there right at center back? Because if do you think that there's a better chance for, and this isn't a knock at Cam Duke or Caden Pierre, but a young player who's who's not used to playing on that left side or with any players that are currently on the field really in a starting capacity, is is that better? And you stick with the center back pairing that just gave up four goals, or do you put? the athletic left-footed guy on the left side, and you bring in the best center back in the Colombian league and and throw him in there and say, fix it. Help us. I mean... I don't know, man. I got I got no answer for that. That's a, it's a gamble either way. It is. But I don't know that I, I need to see... It. I'm not going to feel great if the back line is Zussi, Volader, Fontas, Cam Duke. Hmm. I, I'm I'm just I'm unfortunately not. I, I I'll maybe feel a little bit better if Danny Rosero's back there, and and that's purely off of me just reading and hoping mm-hmm. and wishful yeah. thinking. But he's supposed to be a pretty big, physical, athletic center back um, who who's very technically skilled, and and that is uh, kind of what we're missing right now. So we'll see. But do you? I don't know how you answer this at this point because I think we both thought that we'd at least get a result from Seattle. But do you have any expectation for Saturday against Philadelphia? Like, are are you? Is it fair to even say I think we can get a draw at this point? Because has the team shown us anything that that's even possible? No, I think we absolutely lose. <laughs> just wonderful. I'm just saying. I mean, <laughs> dude, like you just said, Philly's struggling. They're at home. Like the numbers, obviously what you know waiver in their fucking favor mm-hmm. so it's like yeah i'm not expecting a win uh, it's just life is bad right now so let's just let's just feed off the bottom here <laughs> would you try to start johnny russell and just say hey i'm only gonna have you go 60 minutes at most or whatnot no one if he just went 30 ah. say get get to 45 get your 15 minute halftime break go out there for another 15 20 minutes at most and then I'm going to take you off but knowing that you desperately need a result I think you need some level of offensive creativity not a bad idea right I mean I don't I think Shelton gets too much shit from people but he he's not helping create in the attack he's yeah. he's fine in at moments defensively and whatnot but like he's he's not adding anything to the attack which is not the best for a winger but yeah not great I I I'm not gonna sit here and make a prediction for uh, for the game against Philly, but I, I predict frustration. Yeah, it's 
if we can somehow get a win, it's going to go a long way to, and and Ben Sweat's not on the field, obviously, and and Peter tinkers with it. Maybe Peter changes the formation up a little bit. Who knows? What? Maybe he doesn't put Robert Volader at left back. Maybe he goes with a back three of Fontas, Volader, and Rosero. And then he uses... is We have too many defenders, so let's take one away. Then you can use Zussi and, I don't know, Cam Duke as wingbacks. So it can fluctuate between a back five and a back three when you're in the attack. You're getting wild. Are you feeling all right? (laughs) (laughs) William Daniel up top. And then Eric and uh, Remy in the midfield. What's the occasion, bro, that you're boozing on a Monday night? What is this? I'm just, you know, I, I do have my, my bubbly, non-alcoholic <laughs> orange cream. So not nice. a sponsor. <laughs> but it's, um, yeah, I mean, you could do, you, you basically could do like a, a 3-5-2 or a 5-3-2 or whatnot. And, um, or, or even have, you know, 3-5 or 3-4-3. If it if you want and and put uh, Johnny up top like there's there's options I don't know but it's uh, it'll be interesting so we'll True. see I think Peter True. needs True. to get creative though <clears throat> I don't we we can't just this isn't the time for sticking by your old guns no it really isn't <laughs> <sighs> do you have anything else you want to say about Sporting Kansas City but unfortunately we have to talk about for a little bit the other team in Missouri we got another team. Who are you talking about? St. Louis. Oh, Continuing wow. to somehow, some way, by way of witchcraft, Just... continuing to convince <sighs> defenders to pass them the ball directly. How is that happening? Like, this is... <laughs> it's the script writers, dude. This is how they've written the league to take right, place. Right, exactly. They told us before. St. Louis just coming in and winning their first five games. So having 15 points right out the gate, like... Holy shit. Right. And they've had, what, three goals now where the defender just was like, oh, there's a St. Louis striker. Maybe I should pass it to him and just let him have an unabated chance on goal. Yeah. He'll get it. It's an interception, but it looks like they're passing it right to him. I don't get it. It doesn't make sense. Like this, did they make a deal with the devil? Do they have voodoo dolls of the defenders that are made that somebody in the locker room is just sitting there being like, boom, poke his leg. And then he passes the ball to to Joao Klaus. I mean, (laughs) Cody Cody Bradley, I almost said Bradford. Cody Bradley from the Blue Testament. Um, Is it Bradley or Bradford? Now I'm questioning myself. It's Bradley. It's Bradley. Okay. Suddenly I was like, neither one sounds right. He turned to me in the press box before the game and he goes, you know how I know St. Louis is becoming a real rivalry is because I looked down at my screen and I saw them on the field and I instantly started rooting for their opponent. No questions asked. And their opponent was real salt Lake. And if you can make me as a team, just no questions asked root for real salt Lake. There's some level of a rivalry that's starting there. Yeah, it makes sense. And just, you're just going to hate them because they're on top right mm-hmm. now. It's like, what the hell is going on? And apparently they've invented this magical thing called the press. No, called no other the team. Press? The press. That's why someone was like, "How does this keep happening to St. Louis?" And and the guy who runs Transfer Market, the website, was like, "It's quite simple, really. MLS teams are not equipped to handle the high press like St. Louis is running it." And it's like, "You're right, because nobody ever in the history of the league—not Seattle, not Sporting, not Atlanta, not Philly, not anybody—has ever done a high." And it wasn't even a high press. I was like four yards away from the defender. He just passed the ball to Klaus. It's dumb. 
dumb. <laughs> it's so dumb. I see their score every week, and I'm like, this isn't, this How? isn't real. Like, they, How? it can't they, continue. Are they good? Like, who's gonna be the first team to take them down? What if they're undefeated when we play them in May? What if they? What if they're like fourteen and zero by the time we get there? The weirdest thing in the world is it will be that we hand them their first loss. I mean, we're known to do that. We are known to do that. We are known to hand teams their first loss in their brand new stadium. So they'll get a first round playoff by, and we'll miss the playoffs. Would you rather win the U.S. Open Cup, or would you rather give St. Louis their first ever loss in their new stadium? Oh, it's good comparison. Uh, Obviously, the cup. (laughs) I'm just. I mean. Would you rather win the League's Cup or would you rather give St. Louis their first ever loss in their stadium? St. Louis. What the yeah. hell's the League's Cup? That's the new thing that we're stopping to play for, apparently. I know. I'm just I'm fucking around. <laughs> uh, they play Minnesota at home this week, so they're probably going to beat Minnesota because everything's stupid. Uh, did you see what Joao Klaus, their striker, did you, did you see his quote uh, that he, he said to a St. Louis sports reporter? I, I've... Dude... I don't know if he thinks he's the Terminator yeah. or what. This sounds like this is legitimately like a quote from a, a Liam Neeson movie or a Chuck Norris movie or whatnot. Um, so he was asked about his determination when going for a goal against an opponent. And honest to God, this is a direct quote. Either my mother cries or your mother cries. And I don't like to see my mother cry. <laughs> it's time to kick ass and chew bubble gum and i'm, I'm all out like, of gum what is happening this dude this is like is, do you think he's the terminator he's like he's he's jesse ventura from predator i ain't right. got time to bleed i'm like this is like <laughs> that's what i would expect like when when you're getting ready i mean it's the week leading up to wrestlemania you get you know uh two wrestlers that are getting in the ring roman reigns is, is trying to take on um Brock uh, Cody Rhodes Lesnar but I mean this is the type of thing that like you'd, you'd get them both in the in, in the middle of the ring and they're talking shit and, they, and it grabs the mic and he goes either my mother cries or your mother cries and I don't like to see my mother cry and then he'd stunner him or something like this yeah. isn't an MLS quote <laughs> it's kind of amazing uh I love it and I'm here for it and I think put it on if they're not putting it on a shirt they, they should, should. <laughs> or a TIFO or something 100 it's a lot it's a little wordy it's a little wordy, but it, it needs to be on something. <laughs> oh, it's just, it's so frustrating because St. Louis thinks that they're reinventing soccer and they're not, but I mean, it's just, and then Atlanta, they've been really good. And Tiago Almada goes down to play with Argentina and he's scoring goals down there. And suddenly when Almada's away from Atlanta, they're losing six, one to Columbus. It's just, this is Weird, a weird, man weird league this league's always been weird Mm -hmm. it's not great portland's got a a player who's saying that uh, the team's lying about him and 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 why he's not playing so there's more controversy up in portland love that i don't i don't know man it's it's frustrating kai kamara got a game winner for chicago late after they blew a lead against miami can't say i knew kai kamara was playing for chicago there you go you learned something new that's new to me He's uh he's been all over. Yeah. He's played for almost every team in the league, it seems like. <laughs> so he's in Chicago scoring game winners. Amazing. But and then we 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 don't really need to talk about it, I guess, all that much, but maybe it's it's worth a mention. Um the United States beat Granada seven to one. Uh qualified for the gold cup. Qualified. Uh the they're actually currently playing. Is it Honduras at the time of this recording? No, El Salvador. Sorry, uh, it's currently 
tied at just about halftime, so we don't know what happens there. But, I mean, cool, I guess. 7-1 to one over Granada. I don't know that there's much to take from that. The biggest news in uh, U.S. men's national team uh, Twitter sphere, I guess, is uh, there is a young player who's been playing with the English uh, youth teams, Florian Balogun. Uh, he's a striker. He's 21 years old. He currently plays uh, for uh, League One Teague uh, Reims. I'm probably saying that wrong. He's on loan from Arsenal. He's He's got a number of goals in, in, in League One. Uh, he's apparently in Orlando or was in Orlando uh, where the U.S. men's national team camp is. And all the reporting seems to indicate that he's going to file a one-time switch to switch away from England to the United States of America. Wow. And if this happens he basically instantly becomes our best striker. Wow. There's some positive news, I guess, to end uh, the week on or end the episode on is that we might get potentially, uh, you know, quality threatening striker that we've been so desperately missing at the national team level. (laughs) So, Hey, I dig it. But uh, I don't know, man. It was kind of a rough sports week. Kind of rough sports week. Uh, since we're probably about to wrap things up, you want to hear a funny uh, non-soccer related story? Go for it. You want me to make, your, make you laugh? Do it. So uh, get this. We're at my show last weekend, and uh, I'm about to go on stage, and our stage manager pulls me over. Let me paint the picture for you. She pulls me over right before I go on, and she goes, there's something flying around in here. And I go, I'm sorry, what? And she goes, <laughs> she goes like a bird or something. I'm like, uh, okay. So... I go out there, I do my scene, and I then have a little break back in the back. And I'm talking to my stage wife. Uh, she plays my wife on stage. And I'm like, is there something flying around in here? Uh, Shannon just told me there's a bird. And she goes, oh, yeah, that, there it is. And I was like, shit, what if it lands in this beautiful nest of hair I have? <laughs> and like, I don't like that. Um, so anyways, I go back out on stage and I'm doing, doing my scene with Shakespeare and as we're talking and we're like in each other's face, this thing flies right by our fucking heads. Oh. And I, it's fucking bat, dude. It's goddamn bat, my friend. And Dracula. I, oh, Shakespeare is deathly af- afraid of bats as well. <laughs> so he delivered his lines so fast and like not funny at all. So I was like, what is he doing? It, this is live theater, right? And I go up to my brother, Nigel, and I'm just supposed to be like scolding him silently. And I just go yeah. under my breath. I go, is there a fucking bat in here? And he, and he just goes, uh-huh. And I'm like, oh, good, good. And uh, so then my big song at the end happens. And this bitch is just zoom, zoom. <laughs> and we do my final pose, you know, and, I, you know, the tap dance number and everything. And I'm running. I'm off stage after that. I'm like, fuck this, fuck this, fuck this, fuck this, fuck this. <laughs> I run to the back. I've never been more athletic in tap shoes, not slipping at all. And, uh, uh. Now everyone's trying to get this motherfucker out, trying to get it out of the theater, right? One guy like has a cape. Uh, what, <laughs> our, our assistant stage manager, by the way, is like seven foot nine. Motherfucker is a literal giant. <laughs> <laughs> he, he palms this thing. Yeah, with his cape and like gets it outside. And I'm, of course, I'm standing at a, at a great distance. And I'm like, like, hold like, me back. Hold me back. <laughs> I'm like, close the door. close the door and it's fluttering around it gets away from him and it's fluttering around and i'm with shakespeare his name's adam i'm like it it won't come over here adam will it will it come over here adam and it comes at us and i we go (laughs) oh this is all happening in intermission 
I, I'm deadly afraid of these things, man. How do you do? How do you do with birds and bats and flying things? No, they don't bother me. Oh, they don't bother you. No, you're I'm, just fine. Yeah. They, what would you do if there's a bat more, in your house? They're more scared of you than you are them. I don't know. I'd Disagree. To, it came at me. Probably try to just usher it out of the back. You would just usher it. You would just be like, mm, "Shoo, little cutie." Probably get like a broom or something and try to just be like, "Okay, let's go over here." And you know, there's the door. Have a good you're life. So cool. You are so calm and collected, man. <laughs> I I have never I've never shown so quickly that I could not protect anyone. Well, I won't tell you then that when my cousin was very small, a bat got in their house and bit him. So, oh, <laughs> your cousin's a vamp. Now he's a vampire. No, he's fine. He's cool. Did it hurt? He's totally fine. I would imagine it did, but he was like two, three. Oh, he's so, only two years old. Yeah, they took oh, him to the hospital man. and. Got him screened for Kawasaki disease or whatnot. So. Rabies and shit. Yeah. yeah. He's fine. But he's a baby, so he didn't know at all. Yeah. Now he's like seven, just chilling. Dude, he's living now... in Florida, so maybe that's what's wrong with him. But now he can like talk to <laughs> bats and shit. Now yeah. he's like Batman. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's he, actually, he's Jarrett Leto. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> the whole movie was about him. Shoot. But I had to share that with you. I saw we had some time. Hopefully, I made everybody laugh. It was a, it was a time, it was a sight. <laughs> Well, it's good to end the episode on a laugh because there's not yeah. a whole lot else to smile about with sporting right now. So not much to smile about. Thank you Appreciate all so much. Clips. Appreciate the clips you got. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. We'll try to do that more. Um, <laughs> thank you all so much for sticking with us. Uh, please continue to listen. Uh, send us your questions. Send us your thoughts. Uh, I know things are frustrating right now from the team perspective, but we're going to try to continue to be here to bring you some entertainment every week. Uh, make sure you follow us on Twitter at NoOtherPod at Dan Kuzer, at JCMac03. Uh, shoot us an email, nootherpod at gmail.com. Check us out on YouTube at KCSN Soccer. You can see our smiling slash frustrating slash angry faces uh, as you watch the podcast. And make sure you leave us that five-star rating and review. But until then, he's Dan. I'm Jimmy. We'll catch you all later. See ya. I want to quickly say that my stage wife lied to me by saying it was a bird when it was a bat. Thank you for listening to KC Sports Network. We appreciate your support. Don't forget to hit that follow button and leave us a review if you like what you heard. You can find all six of our channels covering the Chiefs, Royals, Sporting KC, and the KC Current, plus KU, K-State, or Mizzou by searching KCSN wherever you listen to podcasts. We're also on YouTube. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.